Good evening, everyone, and welcome to The Biz, where you hear it, view it, and live it. Today is uh, episode 8. Today's date is November 26th, 2019. uh, It's been a while since our last uh, podcast, and I, I do apologize for that. Had a lot of things going on, and unfortunately, this got the short straw. But I'm hoping to get back to daily podcasts, if not uh, every other day podcasts. So today's subject is regarding an experience I had tonight, actually. I received a lead from someone I know and uh, talked back and forth with this person because uh, they were my, of course, my point of contact. They're the only person I knew that had uh, access to the information I needed. And, um, you know, through this person, I found out some information. Uh, worked with them for about two or three weeks to get a, a date to see the, the board so that they could make their decision and so I could present. And whenever I went to this board, I actually waited for about an hour and a half to be to be seen. And... Um, that was a first. Usually when I go to these meetings, I, I'm usually seen within the first 10-15 minutes uh, to get all the information I needed. But, but this time it was almost an hour and a half and I really don't think it was any fault of the board. Uh, they just had some unruly people that, you know, were in line before me. <sighs> Here's my yard. See, here I am at nighttime. Deal with this for everyone. And uh, I went to go do my presentation, and I'm literally, I am seeing deer in headlights. And when I say deer in headlights, I am talking about people that do not understand what I'm I'm talking about. Uh, The reason I was there was for access control of these vehicle gate systems for multiple points of entry uh, in in this community, and also for cameras. And they were talking about how expensive their current system was. And, uh, you know, it wasn't an issue because my system's cheaper. My system's better. Uh, there's less points of failure. And I was able to get a, a local vendor to actually pitch in like $8,000 per gate in order to install ISP, you know, internet. So we didn't have to go over a 4G network. They, and they thought that was kind of cool. They did, but um, the the one of the things that they asked was, "Hey, can your system do uh, license plate recognition?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." So I I knew this was going to come up. I'm used to this, and I, I I pop up my laptop and I show them what license plate recognition is, and it's where you can actually view a car entering a facility, uh, an area. And it actually takes the license plate and it turns it into an actual text format that is searchable. And they thought this was some type of system that like the FBI would use. Uh, they were blown away and honestly scared of, of what it could do. Um, their biggest thing was, well, we need to make sure... It can search on this date and this time 
for for vehicles and I said sure thing you can definitely do that timestamp if you want or you can search by color of the car or you can search by the make and model it, that that interference is getting better and better and uh, yeah it was fun um, I got about I'd say seven maybe ten minutes of, of talking time and and then they kind of cut me short and, and said, look, we need you to go talk to these uh, to this group on the side and want, you know, if the, you can convince them, then we'll then we'll vote on who we end up choosing, you know, in, in like two months. I'm thinking to myself, OK, OK. By the way, we're not going to change our access control system. We're already using this other brand. OK. No problem. I I think it's funny how the reason they stuck with this other name brand for the access control system is because they're in my area. There's only certain, we have like four vendors, really, maybe five now. I'm like the sixth one. There's only certain vendors. There's only so many vendors that, that, that do this. And so... Honestly, these boards and, and corporations and nonprofits, they, they only know what they know. And it's up to the vendors to educate the client in order for the client to make the best decision based on what they can afford and what their intentions are, their communities or their government entities or whomever you know they're representing. And I just I just find it hilarious. We've been doing this now for about a year and a half, two years. And I'm still running up against the same issues I had at the beginning. People just don't know what they don't know. People just do not know what is uh, available out there beyond what a vendor is telling them. If you have four vendors that are quoting one brand, this is the same brand that's been around for 20 years, and they really haven't changed much. And then you have someone like me coming along that uh, suggests a completely different brand. And, you know, even though the, the brand has been around for 25 years, no one knows about them. Um, it's, you know, it's interesting. Who's right? Are the other vendors right when it comes to hey, let's just sell the brands that everyone knows about, even though they're inferior and a good percentage of the of the way compared to this other brand that is not inferior, but no one knows about them. And this, and this is why I'm bringing this up. Don't be afraid to sell something that no one knows about. Don't be afraid to educate your clients prior these this this potential client has been looking since april that that's the fourth month of 2019 and that means that they have been looking for a system for seven months and still have not pulled the trigger now is that because of budgeting concerns is that because you know they had to approve in a certain manner I, I really don't know at this point because I'm too late to the game to, to know. But 
If they weren't happy with what they had heard from tonight from me, then they would have just said, you know, no, we're just going to go with these other companies and make our decision based off of these. No, instead they're going to give me a chance and actually let me in a second uh, meeting actually show them, you know, hands on what, what to do. I could have gotten upset when it took forever for me to get up to the to this podium and just walk out. I could have been like, wow, this is this took forever. I could have been angry, I could have been mean, but I didn't. I just, you know, rolled with the punches. I just as part of the job. I didn't get paid for one minute that I was on location. Not one minute. I don't get paid unless I sell the project. But in the same respect, I'm not gonna sell a project I don't believe in. And I think that's what a lot of people are missing. A lot of people are missing the fact that if if you feel more confident selling an inferior product just because it's a well-known product, what does that say about you as a company? It, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, even tonight I had a little gut check. Should I be selling this other product? Yeah, we've looked at it. We really have. We, we've done our research on it. But it has so many cons. It has so many things against it. But this other piece that we sell, uh, it doesn't have all the pros either. It has a good percentage, but it doesn't have all of them. So do you sell the product with, with the cons that you know? Or do you sell a product that has less pros? <laughs> Which is correct. And like I said, this is the whole point of tonight. Should you sell a product that is more popular? Answer is no. It, it, it really is. It, the, the answer is no. My company has become known in the area because of... I, I don't know what the word... The word has escaped me. Let me explain it a different way. My... my my company has become known in the area. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Because they know I'm not going to screw them over. They know that we're going to provide the best product that we can to them. And, and that's huge. That's huge. Whenever you get that type of recognition and, and whatnot in, in your area or your industry, um, you don't have to worry about it as much. I don't have to worry about going into a place and them just looking at me like uh, a sales guy. <laughs> I hate that. I, I can actually go on there and, and be a human being. You know, I, do, do I wear a tie to these meetings? No. Bow tie? No. Suit jacket? No. I go in there with tennis shoes. I go in there with blue jeans. And I go in there with a collared shirt, untucked shirt. Sometimes it's tucked. It has my logo on it. Why? Well, to an extent, I'm, I'm more comfortable that way. And another extent, uh, so a lot of these people would rather see someone that works hard for a living give a, uh, a, a spiel, so to say, about their product uh, than somebody that's dressed to the teeth in you know fancy get-up and they don't know the product. And I am seeing that more and more. Um, I've also seen where people dress to the teeth 
just annihilate me in some of these meetings because they just lie through their teeth. You know, the, the client says, oh, can your product do this? And they said, sure, we can make it happen. And I'm thinking to myself, no, you can't. I know you can't. But you, all you're going to do is get the contract and then say, oh, no, we can't do that. But you signed a contract, so now you're stuck with us. Because that's never happened before. <sighs> like I said, tonight was interesting. And I know this happens in everyone's business. This is business. That's why the channel is now called The Biz. It's not called The Business Bull. Because honestly, I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's legitimately business. And I want people to know that you're not alone. Everyone goes through this. Everybody. I I don't I don't know one person that doesn't. I don't care if it's the technician, the sales guy, the manager, the owner, the vice president, the board. I everyone goes through this. Everybody does. And honestly, you just gotta be confident. You gotta be confident in yourself. You gotta be confident in the product or services that you're providing, and so forth. You know, let, let me let me give you another example. Had a client email super late tonight. Hey, we think somebody hit one of the gates with their vehicle. It's not working properly. Could you possibly come out tomorrow, the day before Thanksgiving? Instead of replying back saying, no, we won't be able to service you for a week because we're closed until next Monday. I texted my technician, who's also my business partner, and said, hey, what's your schedule like tomorrow? Anyone cancel? Can you possibly go out there? He said, yeah, I have one thing in the morning. I can squeeze them in uh, before you know the afternoon. I said, perfect. When I emailed the client, sure, we can squeeze you in sometime tomorrow. I don't have an exact time, but we'll squeeze you in to try to take a look at the system and figure out what happened. Client email back an hour later. Thank you. Those are the types of instances instances that make clients call us instead of somebody else. I can't tell you how many times a client will say, well, you actually responded to our call. You responded to our request. You responded to us. So for that reason, we're going to give you this next job. We're going to give you this next project. Does that always happen? No. <laughs> I wish it did. But it happens quite a bit. Because they know how we are with certain projects. So they expect that from us on future project projects. And it's a really nice feeling. It is. It's a, it's a super nice feeling. We were recommended. We actually drove two hours. Uh, fit another client in on Monday. Uh, we were an hour away from the office. Someone had gave me a lead for yet another office that was an hour south of that one. I said, sure, let's go ahead and fit it in. So we went ahead and fit it in. We were able to install a, a firewall, a 40-net firewall router, uh, set up their static IP in the system, made it so that they could actually get DHCP from the, from the firewall, and they're good to go. They're happy. We even went ahead and terminated uh, two lines that were previously run by another electrician. 
an IT guy. And then we also uh, validated the speeds and how long it was. They're showing us this, this run. And we're like, oh, shoot. We might have to run fiber. It might be over 300 feet. We put our, our uh, uh, tool on there. It measures it, makes sure it's, you know, can it can do what it says and that the people did it right. And it measures 255 feet. We're like, whew. Okay, that's good. And it's it's measuring out the, the right data packets, so we're, we're good. Again, client right then and there just gave us a check. Does that happen all the time? Heck no. But it's nice when it does. They're going. They're actually referring us to another project uh, next year, which I, I literally I can't wait for. I love those. You're gonna get clients that don't understand what you're doing for them. You're going to under. You're gonna get those people that they just they just don't get it. We had a, a client uh, last week. Actually, it was it was earlier today. Whenever we were answering, when I was answering phones. Uh, I heard about it from from Charlie. Ooh, another yard. Sorry, guys. You know, a client called in and said, "Hey, I uh, do you guys do computers?" We're like, sure. We were, were we will repair them. No problem. When do you want to come in? Oh no, I need you to come out to the house. Um, okay, no problem. We gave them an hourly rate, and they said, "Huh." <laughs> We told them from the beginning our hourly rate's a little high for, for you know, home use. Most people don't want to pay it because they don't understand. And here he, you know, this person is wanting a flat fee of, I don't know, like 50 bucks to go out to their place and fix something. I mean, we have flat rates for, for the most part when someone brings it into the office because we can do multiple things at once. But when somebody, technician, is on site at that one person's location, they can't do anything else but that one location, which is fantastic. I mean, not fantastic. It's 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 like a bottleneck. And, you know, we've actually figured out how much between, you know, liability insurance, professional insurance, car insurance, um, car, like everything that it costs for us to actually get a technician to a client's location. We found out that it actually costs us forty-five to fifty-five dollars, uh, depending on how far away it is, um, for them to show up on site. A lot of people want us to go on site, diagnose, not pay for our time, and then call us later for uh, technical help. <laughs> not kidding. You know, I, I look back at Best Buy, my Best Buy days. It was like seven years ago, six, seven years ago. And I found it hilarious because during Black Friday, you know, Black Friday is in like three days. We would have these people calling up and saying, oh, yeah, this isn't working. That's not working. How do I get this to work? Translate that. I'm going to translate that. I bought a soundbar, I bought a TV, but the soundbar doesn't have the same uh, input as a TV does output. I said, oh, what's the, what brand TV is it? Oh, there, it's a Vizio TV and a Vizio soundbar. At that time, Best Buy didn't sell Vizio. So I'd say, okay, 
So you're going to have to go on somebody's website and buy an optical to an RCA adapter. Right now, those are like 130, 130 bucks at that time. You know, this was again six, seven years ago. And they would f they would flip out on me. What? You're telling me that you're going to charge me? That I'm like, oh, we don't sell this adapter. You have to find it from somewhere else. What? I don't, I don't, let me speak to a manager. I, there, there must be another way for me to get this working. I'm like, wait a minute. You didn't buy this from us. You didn't buy the Samba from us. You didn't buy the TV from us. What? Why would you talk to my manager? Because you're not giving me good customer support. So I would get my manager, give him the lowdown. He'd get on the phone and say, hey, you know, you know, uh, Thomas told me about this and I did. What what brand TV do you have? And he'd say Vizio. What brand soundbar? And he or she would say Vizio. Okay. Um, just curious. Why don't you call Walmart? They don't know. And and the response from the client was they don't know anything. So I'm calling you guys. You guys you guys are the TV experts. You guys are electronic experts. And we would laugh because we said, okay, then do this. Return that to Walmart. Come here. We'll put you in like an Insignia or Dynex brand. Like it's our cheaper model. We won't like Samsung, LG, Panasonic. We'll just put you in a cheaper thing. It budgets a thing and, and make sure that, you know, it all works together. And then he, they would get on to my manager. I don't see how if you guys are electronics and blah, 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 you can't get this thing working. I, I want I want a, a Geek Squad to come out here. Okay, that's fine. That's 100 you know, at that time, I think it was like 125, 250 bucks. No, no, no. They need to come out here and troubleshoot it first. <laughs> and at that point, we just had to, you know, nicely get them off the phone so that it didn't take up a line. Because you, you could tell some people just don't care. It doesn't matter if they bought the product from you or not. They expected you because you're the exports to, to help them. You're going to get some clients that are just their own way. And depending on where you're at, you might get that more or less. You might also get clients that give you no issues and they're just perfect. And if you have those, oh man, please let me know where that's located. <laughs> That'd be awesome to open up a, a store or something at that location. It really is. It'd be awesome. And, uh, you know, it's just funny. You know, I, I'm going to end this with, with something else because I'm going to try to get these down below 30 minutes so that they're easy for everyone to, you know, listen to. And, and the last thing is we just signed up with a new manufacturer uh, for lasers because we wanted to do lasers. Uh, we saw a need for service in the southeast and in, in, in the Florida area. And um, I used to do marketing for a company that sold this particular equipment brand. And my business partner actually did the service for that same company. So it, it was just a, it went hand in hand. And what I thought was funny is it has taken us three or four months to sell this, to become partners. And I say partners, it just means I can resell their product. I get a little discount and it, we're listed on their website, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're going out to this, to their location in, in the Midwest here shortly, like the next two weeks. 
uh, to get final training and whatnot on the equipment. Uh, they even had to fly one of their guys out to our location to, to take a look at us and spend a day with us and ask us all kind of fun questions. Just get to know us. It was really nice. But if for the past week, I've been trying to get a hold of them and confirm what the date was for installation, or for, for training. And I couldn't get a hold of anyone. It was annoying. I emailed. I started emailing every day. So I actually had about seven or eight days in a row where I had an email. Hey, is this week okay? Can we come for training? I need to purchase travel arrangements. Hey, I still haven't heard back. Hi. Hello. <laughs> it was so annoying. And come to find out, they're just really busy. That's just, they're such a big company. That is, they're just really swamped. And they also had a legality question that I wasn't aware of that I had to clear up. Because um, we changed our name, uh, our structure, uh, two years ago. And it, and it got flagged. But again, I, I, I had no idea. So here I am thinking, wow, they're, if this is the way they are now, oh boy. Okay, I can do this. I can do this. We're going to make, we're, we're going to make a lot of cl new clients happy. We're going to make tons of money. It's just going to be Scrooge McDuck's vault. I wish. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just one of those things. And then uh, we went to refurbish a piece of equipment of our own. Uh, since we are now partners, we can get a little bit, uh, parts, you know, percentage off. And uh, the, the bottom unit that filters the laser wasn't working right. So I called the manufacturer up and I said, hey, we just partnered up with this other laser company. I need uh, a, a way to sell your, your filtration. Um, not only to sell the units themselves, but also to sell the filters. And they said, okay, no problem. Let me, uh, I'll forward your information to the person that you need to talk to, and they'll give you a call back. Okay, no problem. I figured they'd call me back next week. I really did. No. Well, two hours later, they call, they called me. This guy did. And uh, I'll call him B. That's what his name starts with. I'm calling B. And so he, uh, he calls me up, and we had a nice little conversation. Told him what we're doing, where we're going to be, uh, you know, in the next month or two. And um, he was just a really nice guy. Found out that their headquarters is actually in the United States, that their inventory is in the United States, is not in Canada, which means tariffs and you know shipping isn't going to be a, a, a big deal. Just drop ship UPS. It'd be fantastic. He's like, I really wish you guys would just buy inventory. I'm like, I really wish I could too, but I can't. Can you drop ship? He's like, sure literally sends me over the paperwork within an hour of our conversation. And um, probably with the next couple of days, we'll also be a reseller for them now. <sighs> it's a, it's amazing. It, just the way some people are. And then t come to find out, the guy I was talking to at this other location, uh, other company, he's the vice president. I, I, I'm looking at the, the email footer. I'm like, hey, Charlie, you met that guy I was talking to earlier? Yeah. Remember how I thought he was a sales manager of like a territory? Yeah. He's a vice president. He's like, vice president of what? I'm like, of the company. He starts laughing. He's like, <laughs> and, and he thought he was a sales manager. I'm like, yeah, I thought he was a really good sales manager. Turns out he just knows his product really well because he's the vice president of the company. 
I'm really psyched, actually. I can't wait. I, I hope to visit their location next year so I can take a look at their warehouse and see how they develop their products. And it, it'd be really nice. I love seeing that. I love taking pictures there and being able to, you know, share that with everyone as, as well. It's, it's really cool. Um, all right. Well, I am good for tonight. We're almost at 28 minutes. And I have yawned about six times. This is seven. And um, I think that's it for now. Uh, if you guys need anything else, please comment. Please post. Please reply back. Um, I love to hear what you have to say. I love to know if this helped. I I'm I am here to share my experiences with everyone. Um, if I can help one person, if if even if it's not helping you, even if it doesn't give you any new ideas, but it you're going through something as well, and hearing what I'm have hearing what I'm saying with examples, and you're like, oh wow, that's exactly what I'm going through. I thought I was the only one in the world that has this issue. I'm I'm I don't feel alone now. That would make me feel amazing, and that's what I'm kind of going after. So. I, I don't know. I'm not, I, you know, I don't have, um, I, I messed up. I call it ESPN. It's not ESPN. It's like ESN or EPN or whatever it is, whenever you can sense everyone else's stuff. Um, I just say ESPN now because of a, an old show that a, an old movie I used to watch. And I don't know what the actual term is. That's, that's funny. Um, I, I can't read people's minds. So I really need you guys to comment and let me know how, how everything is. So before we hit the 30-minute mark, I'm going to sign off. Uh, again, this is uh, my name is Thomas. This is episode 8 of The Biz, where you hear it, you can view it, and most importantly, I want you to live it. Have a great night, guys.